You're listening to the Stag Sports Network Podcast, only on FairfieldStags.com. Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of the Stag Sports Rep Podcast here in the Stag Sports Network Podcast channel. Well, this April, it kind of does this every year, but it has certainly flown by right now as, yes, we are midway through the month and we're already in championship season. It is crazy to think that because by the time we record next in a couple of weeks, we'll have a few championships done, we'll have a couple of more championships right on the horizon, and then it's kind of over. But that's how this spring season goes, and we're going to be recapping everything that we have. Um, baseball and softball, obviously, in the thick of it right now in league action. Women's lacrosse and men's lacrosse kind of coming down towards the end of their conference seasons with a lot of races still at stake. We will also have previews of the MAC Golf Championship and the MAC Tennis Championship as both Fairfield men's and women's teams in each of those two sports have qualified. So a lot to get through here today, but cannot do it alone. Of course, I'm J.J. Duke, joined by Drew Kingsley. And Drew, yeah, I kind of laid it out pretty nicely, but um, it's chaos, but the right sort of chaos. It's a reminder why we started doing this a couple of years ago, Yes, because there is so much to do, such little time to do it in, and there's a lot going on, as you say, chaos in the best way possible. Which we should also mention, by the way, uh, just this past week, and, and we highlighted it on our previous show, we just also had the uh, Fairfield Hall of Fame uh, induction ceremony. It was great to see everybody in attendance uh, over the weekend as we had Tucker Nathans actually throw out the first pitch uh, before Fairfield baseball game on Friday. We had all the inductees uh, getting honored at halftime of the lacrosse doubleheader that we had, and it's always great to see our alums come back which we could see as many as possible throughout the year but obviously everybody's travel and life schedules are a thing but um yeah it was just it was it was a nice kind of reminder of why we do this and just great to see people continuing to excel even after they uh, leave campus here at Fairfield and you know uh, I get nervous when I see your quote celebrity first pitch you want it to be a good one I had no doubt in my mind whatsoever that Tucker was going to throw a strike. That was a pretty safe bet. Yeah, it was a. Uh, it had a little heat on it. I can confirm nor deny that it might have had some uh, cutting movement in there. Start on the inner <laughs> half to the righty, and there was an audible pop at the end of it. One thing that we do need to uh, invest in is a gun. Right, excuse me, I should say a radar gun for the press box, so I could just hold it up every pitch and be like ninety-five. <laughs> and that was presented by so and so. No, yeah, it was good to see. And um, yeah, speaking of baseball, I'll actually, kind of get right into it because it was a historic weekend, actually, on a couple of levels. As Fairfield had the rare bye weekend in MAC play, uh, the Stags also recently picked up a series victory against Manhattan uh, right before Easter, and then a non-conference against a conference opponent. Boy, did I get a lot of questions on that Tuesday when Fairfield were playing. <laughs> Quinnipiac on a Tuesday, but again, we'll remind you folks, not everybody plays everybody in MAC play in baseball, so it just makes sense when Fairfield and Quinnipiac not on the schedule for a three-game series, play a game in a midweek because there's a chance we're probably going to see each other later on in the season, so uh, that little preview. But the Stags, with a weekend sweep of Hartford, um, Fairfield had a couple of big moments, though. First off, and actually both were on the road, which is selfishly kind of disappointing because it would have been nice to have the uh, moment for it. But uh, Charlie Pagliarini uh, tied the Fairfield single-season program record for 13 homers. He did that on the road in the doubleheader on Saturday. And also, and I should mention as well, uh, Charlie tied 
his own record that he tied last year from Justin Guerrero back in 21. And Charlie's also on pace to better it in terms of the uh, the amount of games played to get there, which is very impressive. And then Bill Courier picking up career win number 800 in his 34th season as a D1 head coach, 12th at Fairfield. And um, yeah, I mean, again, this team is kind of cruising along right now and it's going to be interesting to see how the next few weeks shake out because with Niagara, Canisius, and Ryder all to come, the three big boppers in there, now it gets serious. Yeah, it's been a it's been a taking care of business part of the schedule to date. These are teams that, based on the numbers, Fairfield should have picked up series wins against, and they did on all counts. And now, as you say, it's time to go against the top half of the league. You got the last two defending champs and then Niagara who I, we sang their praises a couple weeks ago for their performance in the MAC tournament always a tough out whether you're talking tournament or even regular season so this will be this will be the proving ground this is including Fairfield four teams who expect to be there yep. on Memorial Day weekend and it'll be a, a nice little uh, nice little way to sort of sort out the pecking order as we go into May and the rest of the MAC schedule yeah the advantage to play the quote-unquote and this is just me saying quote-unquote the top-end teams in the league in the back half of league play means that you kind of have some of your at-bats very front in your memory. Um, Because if you play a team, and this is no disrespect to the timing, but if it's like in late March, you might not remember the starting pitcher from that in late May when you're playing in the postseason. You can obviously go back at video and look at that, but you kind of remember those things a little more closer too. So, yeah, Canisius and Fairfield tied at 7-2 and two in the max standings, Ryder has played a th- one more three-game set. They're at 9-3. and three. Canisius and Ryder just played this weekend, actually, with Ryder taking two out of three at home. Niagara and Quinnipiac are tied at 7-5. The Mount are at 6-6, six and six, but don't sleep on Manhattan at 4-5. and five. And a couple other teams that could take a few games out there as well. So that should be really fun. Fairfield back in action this weekend against Niagara. First pitch on Friday is scheduled. I don't know why I'm doing this because, you know, Mother Nature is always going to throw some sort of curveball, <laughs> but I'm confident saying the weather's looking nice on Friday. It'll be a 3 p.m. start, and then the rest of the weekend will follow. Also, next Tuesday against Sacred Heart, that's a, a low-key fun game. Sacred Heart, they can hit the ball this year. That could be one of those 16-13 type finishes. And we just we just like to play Sacred Heart in yeah. general. It, it, it's fun. It's a good it's in regardless of sport it's a good matchup that's not a conference game but you get to keep that conference game feel because everybody wants those bragging rights mm. and that's actually home and away as well which is kind of fun as well so the teams will square off across town the following day uh softball just wrapped up a 10 game road trip this past weekend and in that eight of those games were in league play went 4 and 4 sweeps at Quinnipiac and at Niagara Got swept against Manhattan and Canisius. Now, Fairfield are 6-6 six and six in the MAC. They have a good shot to make the MAC tournament, but they're certainly going to need to take things upon themselves a little bit and come away with a few more series victories. They have a key one on Saturday at home to Iona. That is, you could probably say right now with Fairfield at that mark, Iona did just recently drop a couple of games in the league standings to bring them a bit closer to Fairfield. That is that extreme litmus test because also, as we know, Iona have a great starter in Kara Zazano, and that's kind of the caliber that you're going to be facing in Mac tournament. So if Fairfield want to see themselves as a Mac team, it's cliche, but you got to beat the best in order to be the best. 
Yeah, you know, we I think I said the same thing a couple weeks ago, but they're they're five hundred, they're six and six in league play, and yep. for the amount of close games that the Stags are playing, that feels about right. You're gonna go about five hundred in those one run games or two run games, but the go ahead runner was at the plate, things like that. So obviously you want to turn that around down the stretch. You get that smaller sample size now and you want to improve that 500 mark in those close games. And if you can find it in your heart to uh, not have a few close games along the way and really hit your stride, that's when you can start to propel yourself into the top half of those league standings. Well, I bet Coach Julie Brzezinski would be happy to not have as many one-run games because you know the cliche of coaches getting gray hair for all those tight late games, you don't want them anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, Iona at 5-3 and three in the league, Fairfield at 6-6. Six and six. That'll be a big one. Also, key notes from the, that long road trip, Charlie Warren had a 13-game hitting streak during that stretch. Had it snapped against Niagara on Saturday, but picked it right back up against Canisius. And then Caitlin Hoffman had hits in eight of those 10 road games, including hooking one around the foul pole against Quinnipiac in game one of that doubleheader, where the camera kind of perfectly had it lined up so you could see it. I mean, if you're in golf, and we'll speak to a couple golfers in a minute, maybe even pull up the clip and have them rate it. But it was a perfect draw. <laughs> that power draw, if you will. But, uh, yep, good to see uh, the Stags getting back at it at home on the weekend. Now we turn our attention to lacrosse. And this is where things are going to start to get really interesting because we could almost put on our mathematician hats and try to sort out some stuff in terms of standings and tiebreakers and all that. But on one side, what the women have done up until uh, the time that we, re- we record right now is they've kind of kept themselves away from the chaos down below. They're 5-1 and one in the league. They did just recently falter to Niagara at home, but Fairfield ha- still owns their own destiny to have the number one seed in the MAC tournament. Simple win at Manhattan on Wednesday, win at Canisius on Saturday. If they can see Niagara beat Siena on Wednesday, then it just means all they have to do is win one game. I know that game on Saturday against Niagara kind of put things in a little sour perspective, the way that they were up pretty early in the Niagara fair play to them. They made adjustments, and they were the team that finished at the times that it mattered, deserved winners. You know, we clap, give them a clap, and we move forward. But, um, you know, we hope that this group now will kind of take this on the right way and kind of rebound on Wednesday. Yeah, you know, we've we've talked about all year that the the MAC is a becoming a very strong women's lacrosse league. There are no gimmies in this league, and Fairfield, by winning their first five, earned the right to phrase it one way, earned the right to take a loss as they did on Saturday. One goal loss to a very good Niagara team. You take it, you learn from it, but you put yourself in a position where. If you win your next two, that loss didn't mean anything. Yep. Because that, of course, came back when Fairfield knocked off Siena on the 8th of April. Quite convincingly, I should say, as well. Um, but, yeah, you know, the good thing is, as we said for Fairfield, they can serve, or they can hold surf. They'll be hosting, and we know Fairfield are always a very good team at Rafferty Stadium, so we'll be keeping an eye on how that goes. On the opposite side for the Met, Huge win this weekend. I think everyone can understand the um, kind of the the magnitude of the situation when you have a pair of one and three teams in the league being Fairfield and Monmouth going head to head, knowing that there was some chaos happening elsewhere. That it was basically a win, or you're playing the last two games to finish out the stretch. And the good news is for Fairfield, they held serve at home and they put themselves in a good situation to make a run for a postseason berth. As Coach Bax put it post-game, they controlled what they could control, and that was they went out on the field and they won. 
there's going to be results around the league. There were on Saturday. There's going to be results around the league the next two Saturdays that could positively or negatively affect Fairfield's postseason chances. But what they can control is Stony Brook this Saturday, Hampton next Saturday. So that's that's the focus. And you just win those. That's what you can do. And then hope the math works in your favor at the end of the day. Yeah, we should give a lot of credit, by the way, to uh, the guys on Saturday. Those were some horrific conditions that they played through. It wasn't drenching rain. But it was windy, it was cold, we had 80 degree weather literally the day before that, Um, and then all of a sudden you're asked to kind of go out there on a a slippy surface at times. Again, this brand new field here, of course, takes water in so well, but when it has that kind of nasty, driving, thin rain, nothing's ever easy. But you had the main guys offensively carry the load. Bryce Ford with another five-point day. Should mention, by the way, uh, with Bryce, tied third in the league in goals against conference opponents and tied for fourth in points per game against league opponents. He had Max Paparozzi drop four goals. Davis Allen, kind of a a new character into the plot. I know he's been dealing with some injuries, but all of a sudden he goes and throws in a hattie in there, and Fairfield just found a brand-new offensive toy. Yeah, Davis, unfortunately, missed some time due to injury, but when he's played, he had an assist in the season opener. He had a goal in his first game back from injury, and he had three goals on Saturday, so uh, we could be looking for him to sort of step up into the role that maybe they were hoping he would play all year, and now, luckily, he's healthy, and he seems to be fitting right in. Yeah, it should be interesting to see, as we mentioned again, it is next Saturday at noon down in Stony Brook, and of course, those that want to head down there... I do maybe perhaps suggest it's a simple drive. You get on a ferry, and it takes you the entire way from Bridgeport to Port Jeff Station, and it's right over to Stony Brook. I've done it before. It's actually a pretty nice ride. Weather permitting, that is a lovely trip. It is. Um, And also shout-out to Will Snyder as well, who just picked up the second uh, CAA Rookie of the Week honors for the season. So well done to Will with his 14-save performance. Quickly before we head to our championship preview, should give a shout to Men's Rowing, who competed down in Cherry Hill, New Jersey at the NECT Cup in a two-day competition. Uh, the women actually did not compete during the last couple of weeks. I'll have a pair of events before the MAC Championships on May the 12th, and we will have a conversation with them before that event. Um, lightweight fours for the men earned gold in their event. Varsity fours won bronze, and the second Varsity eight advanced to the Sunday Petite Final as well. Um, so that does it for this, Drew. Good stuff. Uh, this is where you can tag out, and we'll tag in... Um, our MAC championship preview, so we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm glad to just step in for a minute. More than happy to hand it over to our student-athletes to talk about uh, really four really exciting championships coming up between yes, golf and will. tennis. That you will. So uh, first, you guys are going to hear uh, quick conversations between myself and a pair of athletes, one from each, and the men's and the women's team. You'll hear from Key and Shaw first. Um, and then after those chats, I'll be sitting down with uh, athletes from our men's and women's golf teams as we'll have a, a conversation about their championship tournament in Disney coming up in just a few days time so um, stay tuned for all that and uh, we'll chat with you all in just a couple seconds all 
Alrighty, so now we turn our attentions here to our MAC championship previews. As we said earlier, it's a double dose of it. First, we've got tennis coming up, then a little bit later, golf, as uh, both of those teams, and both on the men's and the women's side, are going to be uh, taking in their competitions. But we start first with tennis, as the MAC tournament will be played on the weekend of the 22nd, 23rd of April, with the semifinals on the Saturday, the finals on the Sunday, and the men. Number one seed in the tournament. I'm joined with junior Kean Shaw. And Kean, that has to be really nice to know that you're the top seed going into the tournament. Co-regular season champions as well, which is massive for you guys. And I bet pretty nice after just missing out on the competition last year. It's definitely, you know, a step in the right direction, the way we want to go. After not making the tournament next year, all of our guys are ecstatic. They're over the moon having qualified for the tournament this year. But we know that the job's not done and we're ready to go this weekend. Going through the uh, the MAC regular season, you and I were just previously chatting before we started recording that it's not been the easiest of seasons for you guys. I know it's a long, long season where you're playing a lot of flight matches in the fall, a lot of uh, just competitions, getting yourself match ready, take the winner off. Then you're playing basically every other day, it seems. And then all of a sudden, boom, you've got MACs and you have to lock in for two weeks. But injuries has been a problem for you guys. So it's really a credit to your group, the way that you've been able to persevere and get through the uh, the first half of the uh, the business part of the season. Yeah, you know, all the guys I know from the beginning of the semester, having come from a really good fall, we knew what we wanted to achieve this semester, and, you know, everyone put in the work on the team, and I guess it shows that, you know, we, we, we wanted something, and we went out and we got it. Yeah, speaking of the fall, though, quickly, because you had a kind of a special moment in the doubles side of competition because you and uh, Jonathan, your doubles partner at that time, qualified out of the ITA Northeast Regionals, uh, joining uh, Kaya and Tulnay also getting to the supers and i mean that's something that uh we spoke about this actually back in the fall season it's kind of a, a big milestone for the program getting two teams to super regionals which has never been done before yeah that was that was really a special moment for us in the fall too our coach told us that you know it hadn't been done in a really long time and to have two teams going to harvard to play it, it was a special feeling and i um you know i enjoyed it a lot yeah, what is that like going up against you know big teams? Obviously, you guys play a lot of different types of opponents, maybe mirroring something that you could be seeing during MAC play. But all of a sudden, it's just you two wait, you know, holding the flag for Fairfield and saying, "Hey, th- this is what we have to offer. We deserve our opportunity to be be on a big stage." Yeah, you know, it was a, it was a very special feeling. Some of the teams that we got to play when we went to Harvard, we don't really get to play during our regular season. So it was it was awesome having to play Harvard's number three doubles and Princeton, you know, how Kaya and T play Princeton. But overall, it was an extremely special feeling. Now, going into the MAC tournament as well, it's really the, the blinker's got to be on. You have to be locked in for that 48 hours because as quick as you guys got there, deservedly so, a quick could also be ending. And you obviously don't want that to end. So uh, your group is going to be taking on Marist in the semifinals, the winner to face either against Quinnipiac or Siena. What were the big takeaways uh, from Marist? Because that was only a week ago that you guys played them. Yeah, we, we only played them on Tuesday, actually. It was... Um... It was a very difficult match, actually. It was a lot more mental than it seemed. Even though the score came out in our favor, I think it was 6-1. All the guys had to put in a lot of work doing their singles matches, and the doubles was not easy by any means. So I know that they're going to give us their best, having it being at the MAC Championship. And, you know, we're ready for it. We're ready for them. That's fantastic. And what would it mean for the men's side to have that opportunity to lift the uh the trophy at the end of the day we've seen the women's team do it very recently now you guys have the opportunity to do your thing yeah no it would be incredible I know that my freshman year we had a very close run to the final 
and it got taken by Monmouth in a really close fight. And so if we were able to do it this year, it would be huge. Well, we're wishing you guys all the best, and we'll be keeping an eye on you guys down there in uh, New Jersey. Yeah, thank you. All right, so we just spoke with Kian. Now we turn our attention to the women's side of the competition as, again, they'll be also having their event same weekend down at the Mercer County Park Tennis Center. And I'm delighted to be joined now by grad student Paulina Bakaita of the women's team. And first off, again, congratulations for qualifying for Max. I know it seems like this is kind of the, the minimum standard for you guys to get to this part of the season, but this year has just been an absolute grind for you guys. Long season, then all of a sudden the Max get here. Um, solid season as well, 5-1 and one in league play, only dropping to Quinnipiac. First off, how much do you want to get another opportunity to play Quinnipiac again? Uh, so first of all, thank you so much. Yep. Yeah, we're super excited for the weekend, and uh, we're looking forward to it we know that we have Sienna in the semifinals but of course like we cannot wait to see Quinnipiac again on the court and <laughs> beat them and just like you know for the way it ended last year and just losing this year in the regular season we're really like excited to show what we're capable of and what we've been working for no absolutely and with um, how the course of the league season went does it almost kind of like give you guys an extra little boost to have just a slight speed bump in the road before Mac tournament a loss and now it's all of a sudden like okay, now we know what this feels like. We, we don't want to have that happen again. Yeah, definitely. When we were like 5-0 in the, uh, in the season, we were like kind of super confident. And then when we lost to Quinnipiac, it was kind of like, you know, like we woke up and we, can, we felt how bad it is. So we definitely don't want to feel it again. And we're like super focused and uh, pumped for the weekend. Now, a couple of things that I noticed, trends during the course of your season, you've had a really solid season at doubles with a, a freshman partner and Sarah Lou. What has that been like? Like, you know, a young player coming through first season in college tennis and you've kind of been there, done that. So how's that been like for you? Yeah, at first uh, it was a kind of weird pair because like, you know, of, uh, she's a freshman and I'm a graduate student. But since the beginning, we, we had the same goal. We wanted to be we wanted to be not like not beating pair in the conference. And I think we achieved that because we haven't lost any conference doubles match. So we had the same goal and every single match we were just doing what what we can do the best. And when you have the same goal... It matches. We matched the energy perfectly, so it was really. It, it went really well playing with her. I've always been fascinated at, during the course of a year. Like you get the opportunity to, you know, compete with all of your teammates at the same time in practice as well. But what is that chemistry like? All of a sudden, like okay, now we're going to pair together. We're going to play with each other for just this part of the competition. Now we just have to lock in and, and get a result every day. Uh, since we're a small team, we're super right. close and like the energy and like we even when we play against each other, we know that like we're playing to get each other better. So we don't have any like uh, drama in the team or anything. So when we step on the court, we have the same goal. We know what we're what we're here for and we all do our best, you know, to achieve the goal. For sure. And for you on the single side, what have you enjoyed about your game this season? Because I know you've had a lot of good success, especially at the number one position, which is not easy being that one at the top. Uh, I was injured for a while, so for me coming back and just being able to play, I enjoyed every single match. I know it's the last one for me because like, I'm a graduate student, so just getting there, feeling healthy, and just being able to compete for my team, and you know, like that's what excites me the most, and I'm, I'm just really enjoying every single time stepping on the court. Lastly, you guys, as we mentioned, have Sienna coming up on Saturday. Uh, for those, again, if you want to keep in tune, make sure to follow them on all their social media accounts as there'll be updates throughout the day. Um, 7 nothing 
nothing win, just straightforward business uh, against them a couple of weeks ago. But it almost seems like it's a second season over again. So what was the big thing that you guys took away from the first meeting to have you be able to ha- be, have success on Saturday? So we, we beat them easily, but we, we don't think that they played their best. And we know how pumped they're at at the max and how crazy they can be and loud so we're definitely not taking them lightly and we know that it's a tough team and we know that we will have to battle so we each of us knows our opponent's game that helps for the weekend but we're definitely not taking them lightly at all so we're ready to fight Uh, most definitely i know sports uh, visualization is a big thing have you visualized hosting that trophy up at the end on sunday afternoon not yet. We're taking baby steps here. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I did ask Ian the same question, so I figured. And he said, yeah, I want that trophy. No, we want that too, yeah. but baby steps before that. I love that mentality. <laughs> Pauline, all the best this week. I'm looking so forward much. to it. So um, that was our MAC Tennis Championship preview. In just a moment, we'll have our MAC Golf Championship previews. Those, the men's and the women's teams, will get going this weekend. So stay tuned. We'll have that chat in just a moment. All right, so that concludes our MAC Tennis Championship preview. Again, thanks to Kean and Paulina for stopping by. But now we turn our attention to the other competition that's going to be taking place here across the MAC and Fairfield Athletics this weekend. Postseason variety, that being, and it's going to be one that's in hopefully a lot much nicer weather than we're having right now. But then again, it's ironic because we had 80-degree weather last week. So if you want to move that tournament, and this is golf that we're talking about up here a week ago, we'd say, yeah, I'll sign up for that. But uh, we're chatting with uh, men's and women's golf prior to their MAC tournament, which is going to be heading down to Disney. Uh, It'll be held at the Palm Course, which is interesting because it's the first time since 2013 that the competition is going to be played there as opposed to the decade, the last decade at the Magnolia Course. So we'll get into that a little bit. I'm joined here um, by uh, senior Patrick McCarthy from the men's team and grad student Julia Town from the women's team. Guys, thank you so much for coming, and are you looking forward to get down to Florida? Um, yeah, um, this weekend, is or this week is just um, obviously one you mark on your calendar. Um, just going back to Disney, I kind of grew up going to Disney, so okay. um, it kind of just brings back memories, and I know this is just a really fun week for all the guys, and um, especially this year, we have a really strong team coming into this week, so we're all really excited. And Julie, for you as well, this is your yeah. first time on the on with the with Fairfield, but it you've is. done this a few times before uh, with yeah. LIU. We've been in um, at LIU. We were at Daytona, so I'm okay. excited to switch it up, go to Disney. It's only 45 minutes from where I'm from, so oh, I'm excited awesome. to go back home. Um, but yeah, I think we have a good shot this year. We have a pretty strong girls team, so. Hopefully we can take it and make some history. Awesome. So let's get into that. Um, we'll kind of recap this spring a little bit because we chatted um, with a few uh, athletes during the fall as well. So kind of catch everybody up to speed on the women's side. Uh, first off, a tournament win, another win at Hartford, which is fantastic. You've been playing some really good golf recently, Julia, as well. So kind of break things down. How, how has this spring season kind of gone for you guys? Yeah, it's gone pretty well. Um, we had our win and... We were missing one of our better players, Sydney. So it's just been a really good season. The whole team gets along really well. We've been having a lot of fun, definitely working hard, leading up for conference and trying to get our games where they need to be. Um, Sydney was back this past week, which is nice. It was nice having her back. Um, I definitely think we have a very strong team and a good chance this semester, which will be a lot of fun. We've been working hard fall, now spring, so... 
Oh, that's great. We're ready to get down there. Absolutely. And, uh, for I'll get to the men's side in just a quick second, but what's the um, what's kind of the schedule? Do you guys practice a little bit up here before you fly down? I think, what is it, Wednesday you guys are flying down or practice around on Thursday? Yeah, we're flying down actually tomorrow morning. Okay. And then um, I think we're our coach was saying we're going to do a little bit of practice probably tomorrow if we okay. want. It's kind of just optional. And then Thursday we have our practice round, and then we get going on Friday. Awesome. Yeah. Um now on the men's side, we were just uh, speaking before we started recording. Um, groups had a really good season as well. I know a second place um, really early on in March in a, mm-hmm. a South Jersey event. You guys just finished an event actually down or out in Pennsylvania, but uh, we do have to give a shout to Killian McGinley, a senior who's yeah. played some really good golf over the last couple of weeks, winning that competition comfortably, which is yeah. something that you don't often get a comfortable yeah. win, but um, he won that. That's the uh, Barda uh, Coca-Cola Invitational, but um, Patrick, for you, I know you've played some really good uh, golf as well over the last few weeks. Um, for your group, I know it was a close miss the last couple of seasons. I think I'd be fair to say that you're trying to take that one step further. Yeah. Um, the last couple of years, it was um, kind of hard to take two years ago. Um, obviously, we were kind of making a charge um, on the last day, and then we got cut short and only played nine holes which is kind of tough to swallow um and then last year having the lead coming into the last day and then um kind of just not playing our best so this year we're kind of coming into this like really hungry with a strong group um so we're all really excited i think we're gonna have a great week and i know you guys just recently played a 54 hole event down in fort lauderdale which for those that are unfamiliar a lot of your tournaments are 36 holes across two days maybe sometimes you play three rounds across two days but you guys played kind of a a nice simulation of what the mac tournament would be like so how important is that for you to get that sort of a format in right before yeah definitely playing 54 holes um i know like when the first 54 hole event we played obviously just coming off 36 hole events is it's a lot different it's mentally exhausting and physically exhausting um so just playing a a tournament like that with that structure and then also playing it in kind of the same conditions we're going to have in florida um this upcoming week was was huge and we had a great tournament that week um also kind of made a charge on the last day we were kind of bouncing back between first second third um coming down the stretch and ended up uh, coming forth in a strong field, which is still a solid finish. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, a nice mix of teams as well, not just yeah. uh, teams that we're accustomed to seeing. Yeah, but exactly. No, for sure. And, Julie, you just said uh, a little while ago, trying to make some history this season. What what are we thinking? Are, do we have high aspirations this year? I don't know. I think we – I don't know exactly what the records are, but I think we definitely have one of the better teams in school history. And I think that if we all play how we – know we can and how we should be playing I think there's a good chance that we can do something special this season I've always been fascinated by college golf specifically because obviously for those that watch golf it's a very individualist based sport but you guys obviously are playing with players from other schools in your groups but then all of a sudden you have this team aspect coming into it and you want to obviously support each other, both on the men's and the women's side throughout the week. So, like, how much talk is going on? How much are you guys, like, maybe trying to, if possible, see if we could finish up a little early so we could run back and try and cheer on uh, our other uh, teammates? What is that like, um, trying to lock all that in together? Yeah, um, obviously, each or all five of us, like, everyone, their goal is to win the individual. Sure. Just um, that kind of just gets your mindset where I'm going to play great this week, but um, – Kind of just overall, like, I know winning the team tournament just would mean more than anything to us. Um, and it's just, it's something we've kind of been looking forward to all year. Um, every tournament's kind of a preparation for kind of this week. 
Um, so it's just, we're really excited and, um, I think it's going to be a great week. I'm really excited. Most definitely. And, um, Julie, you had a great season or a great tournament last year with LIU, top four, I believe it was, something like that. So um, what did you take from that experience that you can bring to this group this year that I know um, the women's side has been right on the edge of cracking that top three, which in MAC women's golf is a very tough top three to break through? Yeah, definitely um, have some experience with Mm -hmm. conference and everything. And I don't know, I'm just hoping to be able to cheer the team on and hope I play and contribute as much as I can. Um, But I definitely think, like, it's a team effort. And to do our best, like, we all have to support each other and be cheering each other on. So I definitely think that hopefully I can bring some enthusiasm and a good score to Yeah, definitely. And also, like you said, just right by home as well. So it'll be fun to see your your family coming out for that. My family's coming. Um, Some of the members from my course are coming out, which will be fun. Have some spectators out there watching and cheering us on and I think it's also we have a good dynamic between the men and women's team like when Killian won this past week I think every single girl on the team sent something and congratulated them and congratulate everyone else who played well this past week it's pretty nice you know with having one coach over both of us I think it's a nice dynamic that we do practice together sometimes and we're able to cheer each other on and support each other and we're happy when they play well and I know they're happy when we do well as well. <laughs> no, absolutely. That's awesome. Um, well, guys, good luck this week. Thank Have you. fun. Score low, please. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, we're looking forward to seeing how you guys do down there. Um, for those that are curious about uh, keeping up with the competition, you head over to fairfieldstags.com. They've got everything that you need for live stats, also on social. I know we're going to have some stuff down there. And um, enjoy the week, and hopefully we're going to see a couple of trophies coming back up this way. Thank you awesome. so much. That's Thank the, you very much. That's stuff. the goal. Absolutely. Uh, so that's going to do it for this episode of the Stag Sports Wrap here on the Stag Sports Network podcast channel. Uh, make sure to stay with us, as I said, on all of our social media channels as we get closer and closer to wrapping up this season it's crazy how quick it comes and crazy crazy how quick it ends but um for everyone here for drew i'm jj signing off and we'll talk to you next time but until then go stags thank you for listening to the stag sports network podcast for past and future podcasts visit fairfieldstags.com